Good morning. Welcome to our worship service at the United Methodist Church, Westlake Village, for this Sunday, July 10th. What Sunday after Pentecost is it? Fifth? Excellent. Who said fifth? How did you know? Who's paying attention? <laughs> Very good. All right. It's on the screen. Well done. Well done. We're so glad that you have joined us for worship. Let me remind you that we're worshiping online and in person, so we're glad that you are worshiping with us, however it is that you're coming together with us in spirit to worship God. Mass are recommended, yet they're not required for our gathering. We just ask that you be courteous to one another's sense of health, safety, uh, respecting one another's desire to be uh, close or not close, depending on how they feel. Uh, I am aware that uh, a version, a strain of the COVID is uh, resurfacing and spreading, and so um, uh, these are not idle words for, uh, for some of you who, who feel vulnerable in your health. Some, uh, some quick announcements that I want to share with you. The, uh, the flowers this morning are honoring uh, the Dilges, who, you know, I didn't write down the number of years. Um, let's see, if we were married in 76, how many is that? 46? 46? Sorry, Debbie. 46 years of marital bliss in the Dilge household we're celebrating uh, today. Uh, Mana and the, uh, the backpack uh, drop-off is this afternoon at 3 p.m., so uh, if you are helping with that, pay attention to that. We have our VBS and our pizzazz uh, events coming up this summer. Pizzazz is uh, 725 through 29, and it's at Westlake Village campus. And VBS is 731 through 84, and in the evenings, as a new thing, at the St. Matthew's campus. We have a new affinity group that's starting at church. It's called uh, Green Church. And it's a group of folk who we are hoping will self-identify themselves and join the effort of helping us to transition into a drought-friendly, landscaped church. So if that sounds like something that is up your uh, alley, that you like that kind of stuff, please step forward and let the church office know that, that you want to help us with that. Our Social Concerns Committee will be starting a, uh, a three-week Bible study, 731, on kingdom dreams and violent realities. It's a study that references uh, Micah and tries to take a look at, at the challenge before us to live peacefully with one another, how Scripture encourages us to do that, but somehow in our society we are encouraged not to or find our ways not to. So we, uh, it's, it's a personal uh, thing for me as I, as pastor, come before you on Sundays, as I will today, lifting up pastoral concerns for people who have been slaughtered due to violence uh, around the world or in our cities. Um, so I am, I am hoping that if, if your heart is a bit rent by that, that you would wanna be a part of this Bible study and and start thinking about how we might work with God's spirit to try to shape 
the beloved kingdom that God wants for us. I was going to highlight the Cunninghams to say goodbye. Is my vision bad or are they not among us yet? They're usually late, you're saying. Nancy, shame on you. Um, revealing their pattern like that. Well, when they do show up, we'll see where we are in the service and we'll try to make a fuss over them at some point. Maybe we'll be at the end of the service. Um, but if you, uh, if you know Yvonne and Fred and their family, well, you should. Those of you who have been here uh, for any number of years will know them. Uh, they have uh, decided to move to Texas where she is from and where her father in his hundreds is still uh, residing. So, the, so daughter is going home and, and helping out. And we will miss them. Uh, we've kidded them about this decision on their part. Uh, there's no way to dissuade them. They're just going to be good family and they're going to go. And so we, um, this will be their last Sunday unless they've done a switcheroo on me and and are going to avoid today to avoid the uh, highlighting of themselves. If that is the case, please uh, give them a call because they're not out of town yet. You can, you can wish them well. Today we welcome Reverend Christiane Smith. Here she is in the flesh. Christy is our new pastor for Caneo Connect family ministries. You will recall this position will give pastoral leadership to our uh, collaborative intergenerational family ministry effort of three of our United Methodist churches that happen to be in the West Caneo Valley, but we are the churches of the Caneo Valley as far as United Methodism is concerned. And I'm speaking of ourselves and the St. Matthew's United Methodist Church, which is in Newberry Park, and the United Methodist Church, Thousand Oaks, down on Jams. Christy uh, comes her, to us from Santa Clarita United Methodist Church, which if you've been paying attention is where uh, Rachel ran off to as she left us. Um, we didn't intend for that to be a switch, but it turns out that that's... Uh, God's desire or our bishop's desire that it turned out that way, and we hope that it's both desires. Um, Christy served there as the director of family ministries and then served there as the associate pastor. She's joined with us today uh, with her family, and so I'm going to ask them on a regular basis, I won't call you out and embarrass you if you're here um, but today I want to embarrass you just a little bit by drawing attention to you. If that is embarrassing, I don't know. So please stand as I say who you are. Jeff, husband Jeff. And her, uh, their three children, Kaylee. And Aurora. And Ty. I'm told they all like hot dogs as much as I do, 
And so they will be over in Alton Hall after worship. We're going to leave uh, at the benediction and, and get out and get over to Alton Hall. They'll, they'll have their food and they'll be at, at one of the tables there close to the door for you to, as you come in to get your uh, lunch for our reception, to, uh, to greet them and, and to say hi. We are glad that you are with us today and we look forward to the occasions uh, over the next months and years that you will find yourself being a part of our family of faith, and we hope that you always feel comfortable and a part of our family of faith as uh, this time passes. We are glad to have Mom here with us. All right, let us center ourselves and uh, move on into worship. Let us stand as we are able and join in the call to worship and then uh, remain standing to sing and pray. Lift up your hearts. Come and worship the Lord our God. Be open to God's inspiration and power. God is counting on you to make a difference for the good. I invite you to uh, prayerfully support, and as you called upon to uh, say some words on the screen, to do so as we officially welcome uh, Christy into pastoral leadership uh, with us. Dear friends, we receive the Reverend Christiane Smith 
who has been appointed to serve in a, a collaborative capacity with our congregations and the congregations called St. Matthew and Thousand Oaks United Methodist Church as our pastor for Caneo Connect Family Ministries. We believe that she is well qualified and has been prayerfully appointed by our bishop, the Reverend Dr. Grant Hagia. You have been sent to serve among us, Christy, as a bearer of the Word of God, a minister of the sacraments on occasion, and a sustainer always of the love, order, and discipleship of the people of God. As together we shape this new Caneo Connect family ministry, we look forward to the overflowing of your gifts and graces through it for the well-being of our community and its families. Today, I reaffirm this ministry's commitment in the presence of God in this congregation. Brothers and sisters in Christ, as a people committed to participate in the ministries of the church, by your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness, Will you who celebrate this new beginning support and uphold Christy in these ministries? I invite you all to uh, be in the attitude of prayer, and if you want to raise a hand uh, directed in Christie's direction as we uh, have this prayer, you are welcome to do that. Let us pray. Eternal God, strength and, strengthen and sustain us in all of our ministries together. With Christie now as our Caneo Connect collaborative pastor. Give her and us patience, courage, and wisdom so to care for one another and to challenge one another that together we may indeed follow Jesus Christ, living together in love and offering our gifts and talents in your service through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Christy, welcome among us, among these people of God and the extended family and the other two churches and to our community in which people are hungering and thirsting for a touch of the love and the grace of God which we hope you will now be a partner with us in conveying. We're glad to have you among us. And here is a stall. This is one of a series of stalls that all three churches are uh, passing on to Christy as a sign of her pastoral leadership among us and beyond us in the community. Wear that as the occasion presents itself to the glory of God and on behalf of our congregations. Amen.
see a lot of friends out there, and I understand lately because of that pandemic thing that you guys have stayed out with moms and dads as I have talked to each of you. And I know we have quite a few friends online watching, but I wanna do something a little different today if it's okay with your moms and dads. Are you guys ready to come back to the front? If not, you can stay where you're at and I can talk to you there. can sit anywhere by me. What do you think? I am so excited you're all here today, and I can't wait to get to know each of you and our friends online and our friends still out here. Yay! Come sit with me. Avery, right here. <laughs> so, guys, I've gotten to talk to you guys online a couple of times with Pastor Rachel, and last week, you guys probably saw me up there all by myself, but I'm so excited that I'm here with you guys in person, and I can't wait to meet our other friends that are out there. So, my name is Pastor Christy, and I am the new pastor, as Pastor Walt just said, of the Conejo Connect. Do you know what that means? You guys, I have the best job in the world. I get to plan the fun. <laughs> yeah, and we get to find ways to go out in the community and meet the needs of the others that are out there. So this summer, I'm going to be around a lot. I'm going to be in different places. Like I heard that Coach's Ice Cream in Newberry Park's really good, and I really like Starbucks, but I'm sure there's other places that we can go. You guys can talk your mom and dad to bring you. I'll have a calendar out, and we can all get together. What do you think of that? But me being here means there's a lot of change, doesn't it? It means that Pastor Rachel has moved on to where she needed to go because God called her there. And so there might be a little bit of sadness in our hearts. At the same time, there's excitement in our hearts. And so I wanted to show you guys a little movie before we talked a little more about change. Is that okay? We should be able to see it right up there. He wants me to be steady. Like the river. But it's not steady at all. What I love most about rivers is you can't step in the same river twice. Water's always changing, always flowing. But people, I guess, can't live like that. We all must pay a price. To be safe, we lose our chance of ever knowing what's around the river bend. Waiting just around the river bend. I look once more just around the river bend, beyond the shore, where the gulls fly free. Don't know what for, but I dream the day might send just around the river. Beyond those trees are right behind these waterfalls. Can I ignore that sound of distant drumming? For a handsome, sturdy husband who builds handsome, sturdy walls and never dreams that something might be coming. Just around the river bend. Just around the river bend. 
steady as the beating drum Should I marry Cocoaum? Is all my dreaming at an end? Or do you still wait for me, dream Pocahontas, and I'm going to tell the adults later, came out two years after Jeff and I got married. So it's kind of old. Have you ever seen it before? Yeah, 1995. Before my kids were thought of, before you guys were thought of, it's amazing. But what she was singing about was trying to figure out if change is okay, or is she going to stay the steady course the way things have always been, or can she go down that rocky? And I see somebody wants that rocky because you smiled and laughed right as the rocky started to go. But at the very end, she said, do I stay or do I look at the dream giver? Who do you think the dream giver might be? <laughs> it might be in the person who lives in that tree. How about if I say it's the person that might live in the tree and in our hearts and in our parents' hearts and kind of all around the world? What do you think? Who do you think that could be? God, that's right. So I am here with you guys today to shake things up a little. Things are not going to be the way things have always been in the past. I love love. Can I have some love? <laughs> It's not going to be the way things have always been in the past, but we're going to find new and exciting paths to travel together. And that is my promise to you. As we form the Conejo Connect, all of us together, we're going to find some fun places to go. What do you think of that? Yeah. Can we pray today? You ready? Dear God, I'm so thankful for the yesterdays. I'm thankful that we learned and grow, grew from Pastor Rachel's time and that she set us up to be thankful for today's. So, dear God, I'm thankful for today. I'm thankful for my time here. And I want to live in the moment, to enjoy every moment with these kids, with the families, and those in our sister churches. And God, I am thankful for the future and where it will bring us. Hopefully some of those rocky roads, those rocky river paths will be exciting and fun and find new ways to worship. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Can we say it all together? Amen. So you guys want to go to class or you want to stay with me? All right, go to class. Let us center ourselves and go to God in prayer. Holy God, we pray that you would hear the stirring of our spirits, the yearnings of our minds, and the hopes of our hearts as we join with one another in prayer this morning. We need your touch made real in our lives to give us strength and courage. 
healing and renewed life. We ask that you would help us to recognize your presence with us as we go about our daily lives and that we would know deep within that you are supporting and leading and helping us to change as needed to be our best selves, to be the self that you would have us be as a child of yours. And we know that one of those ways that characterize that is the loving care and compassion of others. And so we unite our spirits in prayer for those around us struggling with physical or mental health issues, with troubled relationships or uncertain employment, or whatever else gives them discomfort or dis-ease. And we join one another and say, O oh Lord, hear our prayers. We think specifically of Kathy Drake and her husband Ken and Bill Notoff as they face the challenges of their cancers. O oh Lord, hear our prayers. We think of those who are recovering from surgeries. We pray that your spirit stays with them and helps them to uh, reach benchmarks of getting more vital and thriving more. We think of the mother of Shankira Stanislaus, Karen Macaron, Cheryl Allen, and, and Bill Martin. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. For those facing ongoing health challenges, Judy and Joe Rivera, Evelyn Rogers and Mary Nolan, we pray your renewed healing power. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. And we pray that you would make yourself known to Sue Lynn Harwig as she uh, faces her upcoming back surgery with some anxiety and with great hope that things would go well for her and change uh, the trajectory of, of her health. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We pray for those suffering from COVID. We think specifically uh, this Sunday of Candace's son, Noel, and of Kurt and Jan Sorensen. Uh, we pray that they heal quickly and well from COVID. We pray for those who are caring for them and others who have COVID, and we think particularly of the many caregivers in hospitals and clinics who have over these two some years given so selflessly of themselves to help us battle this disease. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. And again, we lift up those who are suffering from violence in our society. We 
especially think this morning for those killed or affected by uh, violence in Highland Park. We think of those suffering through the Ukraine war, displaced, threatened, injured, killed. We think of how this is not how you would want your human family to be. And we see the big gap between what is and what should be, and we pray could be. And so we ask your help, Lord God. Help us to move towards the human family you intend us to be. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We think of others who we have not uh, mentioned uh, publicly but are on our thoughts and we uh, pray them now privately in this moment of silence. O oh Lord, hear our prayers. And we pray with joy for the Cunninghams as they relocate and start their new adventure. We pray your, your love and care would surround them and help this to be a marvelous uh, transition in their lives. And we lift up Ryan Hart as he celebrates his 40th birthday this week. O oh Lord, Hear our prayers. We pray for our church as it continues its ministry through these challenging times, and we ask your help in maintaining our effectiveness for you, our vitality. Help us to be of consequence in your name. May the good we do be pleasing in your sight. We pray this all in your son's holy name, joining in the prayer he taught. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen.
trying to decide if I want to be technical or paper roll. Let us pray. Mighty God, change is so exciting and so anticipatory and frightening all at the same time. As we go forth, in our ministries together. Help my words today be your words. Help our hearts and ears be open to all we do. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 
So good morning, church. I'm so excited to finally be with you. This was a long journey. <laughs> so I am glad to be up here as I begin my very first Sunday in a church for Conejo Connect. As you've heard, my name is Christiana Smith, and I go by Christy. It makes it a lot easier because if you look at it, you'll never pronounce it right. But I have been in ministry in some fashion or another since I was very young. I grew up in a different denomination. My father was a bivocational pastor at that church. And my mother was one of the rotating musicians that would, um, every three weeks they were on. By the time I was 13, I was playing and singing for the church also, at least once or twice a month. My husband and I both held offices in that church, and we served through teaching, music ministries, youth ministries, and the occasional sermon. But honestly, it wasn't enough. My heart was telling me I was called to more, but I didn't quite understand it. My call to ordained ministry started at a very young age and at that church. When one of my Sunday school teachers said to me one day, one day you are going to pastor your own congregation. I didn't understand it, especially during that time because the church we were in at that time did not ordain women. But her simple statement left a burning in my heart I guess you could say my heart was strangely warmed, if I borrow from John Wesley. <laughs> Jeff and I continued to serve in that church the first seven years of our marriage. But this feeling that I had would not go away. I couldn't explain it, but it kept tugging at my heart. Our very best friends were members of the local United Methodist Church in Texas, where Jeff and I had recently... Um, relocated. It was a really hard relocation because we grew up in Orange County. So I really kind of feel for the Cunninghams. <laughs> it, it was an interesting journey. But I didn't understand where God was leading us. Lisa and Phil would invite us to different activities within the church. We went to VBS. We went to Alpha classes. We went to Disciple classes. We visited the Financial Peace University. I don't think we listened very well. But we learned. But we did all of those extra things, but we didn't attend services there. We continued to attend services at this small church that was in my family's DNA. It was generations of families, of my family, that had been there. In fact, I was the ninth generation, and I wander, so I'm sorry, guys. I'm trying to stay. I didn't want to upset anyone in my family, but I knew we were called to something different. So the first time we went to Stonebridge United Methodist Church in McKinney, Texas, as a church service, was because our friends, Lisa and Phil, had invited Jeff and I to be godparents for their first child. I quickly began to learn what 
infant baptism was. That was new to me and I didn't understand, but I really wanted a strong understanding of why so that we could be the best godparents out there. That Sunday as we walked into their service, I don't think I got much through the double doors. And my heart told me we were home. This was the place that we were being called to. It was hard because Jeff didn't grow up in church, so the church that he came into when we married is where all his friends were, all his relationship. It's all he really had ever known. And I went to him and said, we have to leave. And he said, uh-uh. <laughs> I said, no, we have to go. All right, I'll try it a little while. Well, a little while ended up to a really long while because I think we're at about 20 years now. I'm not quite sure. I knew that I was to be ordained, but I didn't understand what that meant. And God and I would have arguments all the time. I would be like, I'm not worthy. I didn't grow up Methodist. Um, what else did I tell God? Um, I'm way too busy. But even every excuse that I came up with, <laughs> I'm laughing because she calls it my baseball bat moments and I'm seeing her swing the bat. But it was true. Every time I came up with an excuse, God would hit me in the back of the head with a baseball bat. And sometimes it hurt a lot. You know, metaphorically, God didn't really come down from heaven and do that. But I was very, very aware of what I was being called to do. So we would take classes, and every once in a while I might get a little brave, and I might ask, so this thing of being an elder or maybe a deacon in the church, how do you do that? But I could never get a straight answer from anyone. In fact, in one of the classes that we were attending, I kind of popped out with that question again, and I am not kidding you. A man looked me straight in the face and said, you don't want to do that. It takes many, many years. You have to go to seminary, and then you have all these things that you have to do after. And, you know, you're kind of old, and you have baby kids, you really don't want to do that. But the feeling would never go away. So a few years later, I'd been offered the job as a worship leader in a very small country church as far north as you could go in Texas without going into Oklahoma. I called the lead pastor one day. She and I had started to become friends. Her name was Beth. So when I say Beth, you know what I'm talking about. And I said, I really need to meet with you. And I'm not sure what's going on, but these feelings keep coming over and over and over and over. And I keep pushing them away and I keep saying no. And I don't know what it means because, you know, again, I didn't grow up Methodist. God doesn't want me here. I word vomited on her, and I'm not kidding you, 30 to 45 minutes. And when I finally came up to breath, Beth, breath, tongue twister, when I came for breath, Beth leaned back in her chair, put her fingers together just like this, and said, well, I do declare, 
I do believe you have just declared your intent for ministry. And you know what? She offered to help me on that journey. Friends, this was somewhere between 2008 and 2009. I was 40 years old. I had three kids under five. Once again, I explained to God why I couldn't do it. I'm too old, too busy, and you, God, don't want me. I'm a sinner. But once again, God had another one of those baseball bat moments. And through my mentorship with Beth and through many others who have come into my life, I started the journey. Friends, I need you to hear these words really clearly. God wanted me with all my warts. But this is the most important. God wants each of you. God is calling each of you with all your warts too. It may not be to ordain ministry like Pastor Walt and I. It may not be to music ministry, but there is a place in the family of God, in the body of Christ, for you to serve, for you to grow, and for you to help others grow. I've been brought into your presence to work alongside each of you and alongside the great people in Thousand Oaks and at St. Matthew's. As we discover where God is leading us, as we begin new and wonderful things as the Conejo Connect, God goes before us. Our first scripture today comes from Ecclesiastes, and it will be followed from 1 Corinthians. Let us hear. From Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 2. For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck up what is planted. The next scripture is from 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 4 through 9. For when one says, I belong to Paul, and another, I belong to Apollos, are you not merely human? What then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants through whom you came to believe as the Lord assigned to each. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God gives who gives the growth. The one who plants and the one who waters have a common purpose and each will receive wages according to the labor of each. For we are God's servants, working together. You are God's field, God's building. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be, to God. be to God. Thank you. Okay, so I know you all have been through many transitions as members of this church or other churches. We are United Methodist. And I remember when Beth was appointed to a new church. I remember feeling very apprehensive about who this new pastor was going to be, 
Is she going to care about the programs that I care about? What's going to happen? I think my feelings might have been much like that of the Corinthians. Paul needed to do some real straight talk with them because they failed how to see the gospel message of the cross brought them into new things, new beginnings. Instead, they were still attributing their successes to their favorite teachers, and they were beginning to divide over it. You know, I think that's common human traits. We become fearful, worried, and sometimes we divide over change, whether it be former pastors, or how things have always been done, or sitting in somebody else's spot. It is so easy to want to keep things the way that we remember from the good old days, the time when the church was full, when we had hundreds of kids running around. The times that make us feel comfortable. Friends, I'm with you. And I don't know that there's many of us that love change. Um, you want to raise your hand if you do? So... I have to tell you, honestly, though my family and I are very excited about this new appointment, about things that are to come. And you can hear as I'm tripping on my words, I promise. I don't normally do that. But we're really apprehensive too, and we're really scared. When we moved back to California, I promised my kids that they would never have to move again. Callie had been in 14 schools, and she's now going into her senior year. So when I got the appointment, I never said I wouldn't move appointments. I need you to know that. I was willing to go anywhere God sent me. I was going to leave them where they were. And Ty looked at me, and he said, but what about my friends? And I just threw him under the bus without permission. Sorry, son. There's a lot of apprehension on all sides as we make these changes. I promise these changes are good and they're exciting. Heraclitus was a Greek philosopher from around 500 BC. He believed that fire is the origin of all things and that permanence, permanence is an illusion. Everything being in the process of constant change. When I started mulling around and trying to figure out what I wanted to do with the sermon. I was just kind of talking back and forth with my husband. And he said, you know, where you're going reminds me of a quote from Heraclitus. No man steps in the same river twice. For it is not the same river, and he is not the same man. You see, I've been telling Jeff about a recent trip back to my seminary, for continuing education last November. Beth and I got to attend together, and in the week that I was there, we drove all around the places that I had frequented during the 15 years that Jeff and I lived in Texas. I could recognize some street names and maybe a building or two, but it had been 11 years since we lived in North Texas. Friends, nothing 
was the same. There were some good memories and some bad, but the reality was nothing was the same. I could not step in the same river. I had grown. I had changed. And so had the city and the people that I had relations with there. None of it was good or bad, just different. So this morning as I was talking to the kids about change, about things that can happen in life's experiences, we had some fun speculating over this with the great philosopher Pocahontas. As I said to the kids, the movie was released in 1995. It was two years after Jeff and I got married, and it was the year that we left Disneyland for our professional careers. And I gotta tell you, honestly, I was not excited. I didn't want to move. I didn't want to leave everything I knew. I didn't want to go to a different place because I'd already been there for a year at the University of North Texas. Friends, it was miserable. Jeff and I were dating. He was in California, and I failed out of school. I mean, I'll just be real with you because I couldn't handle it. So I was working three jobs, getting everything I could so that I could move back. What I love most about rivers is you can't step in the same river twice. The water's always changing, always flowing. But people, I guess, can't live like that. We all must pay a price. To be safe, we lose our chance of ever knowing what's around the river bend. So we moved. And it didn't take me long to start getting a little more excited about where we were, exploring the area, creating new life together. And I have to tell you, the way I got to know the area, because he got the job, I hadn't gotten a job yet, was with the old MAPSCO, um, I think they were Thomas Guides out here. And I would get in the car and I would start driving. And where we were at the time was extremely rural. And one day I got into this town and I'm like, I wonder what happens if I turn this way. Now I probably should have been following the map because I don't know that I was sure I could get back out. But I drive down these ranches and I look over to the right, left, whatever way I was going, and there was this huge mansion. Now we did have cell phones then, so I called Jeff and I'm like, oh my gosh, I just saw the house from Dallas. Now you guys, You'd think that I'd be used to this. I grew up in Southern California. We see stuff all the time. But there was things like that that would spark little bits of excitement. I look once more, just around the river bend, beyond the shore where the gulls fly free. Don't know what for when I dream the, night, the day the night might send, just around the river bend. For me. It's coming for me. Without even realizing it, I began to take the lyrics in to my heart. I needed that moment. I needed that time. And I have to state that I never stopped missing California, ever. I seriously asked Jeff every day for 15 years when I was going home. 
that I was appointed to a church in Oklahoma. The two places I said that I would never live, Texas and Oklahoma. And this one was as close to the Texas border as you could get without entering Texas. And then we were appointed to another church and then to twin churches as a two-point charge. And again, we continued to look just beyond the river bend for what God had in store for us. So imagine my surprise in 2016 when Jeff asked me what I thought about living in Port Wyneme. I said, what's a Port Wyneme? And when he finally explained, it's in Ventura County, around Oxnard, and I kept looking at him blankly, and then he said, it's by the beach. I got my water back, friends. We do now live in Ventura County. But what I dreamed of coming back wasn't. Our families had moved to other states or passed away. And now my family's the only one in California. We go back to Orange County, it's busy and crazy and, I don't know, out of control. But yet, this time was different because I came with joy. I came with excitement. I couldn't wait to see where God would take us and what plans were in store. And even though it was different, we embraced it. And we've made Camarillo our home with hopefully no intention to leave anytime soon. As we heard from the Ecclesiastes verse, there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. This is our, friend. This is our time, friends. We are called to create something new together. We give thanks for Apollos and Paul who have come before. They paved the way, they planted the seeds, and they watered as God grew. We look forward to what is to come after. Maybe whoever comes after us sows a little more, plants a little more seeds, waters a little bit more. But right here, in this moment, right now, we will work and continue to grow together. Sometimes we'll get it right on the first try. And sometimes we may have to take a million redos. And I really hope it's not that many, friends. But I know that God has called each and every one of us to this time and this place. I'm almost done. There is one more song from Pocahontas that I'd like to share just a little bit of the lyrics. Come run the hidden pine trails of the forest. Come taste the sun-sweet berries on the earth. Come roll in all the riches all around you. And for once, never wonder what they're worth. The rainstorm and the river are my brothers. The heron and the otter are my friends. And we are all connected to each other. In a circle, in a hoop that never ends. How high does the sycamore grow? If you cut it down, you'll never know. And you'll never hear the roof cry to the blue corn moon for whether we are white or copper skinned. We need to sing with all the voices of the mountains and we need to paint with all the colors of the winds.
siblings in Christ. I hope it's okay that I rushed us from new friends to kin now. But God is with us. God has called each and every one of us. I cannot say that enough to you guys. And God is going to walk alongside us as we learn to sing to the mountains or with the mountains and as we learn to paint with the wind. I look forward to all that is to come. And I ask this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Shalom and amen. You are invited to share of your resources, be they spiritual, emotional, uh, your time, as well as your financial resources to the betterment of building the kingdom of God in this place among us and beyond our doors. There will be uh, information on the screen about how to do that. If you are here present with us, uh, there are offering plates in the in the doorways as you leave to leave an offering. If you are online, we encourage you to respond in one of the ways that the screen gives you encouragement to do so. Most holy God, we thank you for the many ways that you bless us, 
especially through the redemptive power of your son, Jesus Christ, and the presence of your spirit that sustains us, renews us, and leads us forward each day. Lift us up and send us out to extend your love and grace to our community. We pray this in your holy name. Amen. Let's stand and sing as we are able. Well, we've been able to experience a whole lot of change today. We've been able to see joy where it can be just around that river bend. And hopefully we've ignited some excitement about what is to come. So I hope that you got something from today's message. I am more than happy to sit and talk with you and explain more or even tell you the rest of my call story. But before I... Um, I have one little announcement, I'm sorry. On Facebook, we now have a Conejo Connect page. We have a Conejo Connect group. There's going to be um, Instagram, YouTube, all sorts of different things that we're gonna be able to reach out into the social media world. But I had started on it, and I wanna introduce to each of the kids a flat, one, a flat Wesley challenge. So Flat Wesley's with us, and we take a picture of him everywhere. If you get on, you'll start to see all these pictures of my family, but I really don't want it to be just me. Pastor Jim from St. Matthew's just sent me one that's posted from Germany. So you're up. I need one. <laughs> but I have the templates. Um, they will be over at Alton Hall when we meet with you. So if you would like to gather a flat Wesley, and if I run out, we'll print <clears throat> more. But go forth in joy and peace and excitement as we learn to paint with those colors of the wind. Amen.
Thank you.